Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Sports Ed proudly brings to you its podcast, Champions of the World. The badass Daniel Johnson, the smartass Drew Pateau, the wrestling id outlaw. Hello and welcome to another episode of the wrestling id. I am one of your hosts, very sick Drew. I am Daniel, <laughs> king of all media. All media? I suppose you're. Yeah, you're doing more podcasts than both Ian and I because you're doing all of them. Yes, I've drank four monsters, and so I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's not even that late, and you had to drink four monsters. I, well, I, was, playing, like, I was playing WoW and Diablo three today, and you're, and, like, uh, and you're like a hundred years old, and you have a kid, so I suppose you're tired at nine twenty one p.m. Well, it's just like I don't. I, I'm at the age where I can't really just sit down on one spot for more than thirty minutes. So, <laughs> why, why is your lumbago start acting up? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just get bored. I'm like, oh, okay, I've been sitting there thirty minutes. Let me go do something else. But when I drink monsters, it gives me the energy to push through and sit here on my leg. So monsters, instead of giving me energy, they help me be lazy. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. That makes sense, I guess. All right, so. Let's talk some wrestling. Actually, first, let's do some uh, some quick housekeeping here. Uh, there wasn't an episode last week uh, because we recorded one, but I must have screwed something up. Uh, I will take responsibility because I op- apparently only recorded Botch. myself. What? You botched it. Yeah, botched. I, I must have. Yeah, I did. Uh, I only recorded myself. I went to edit it the next morning, uh, and it was just me talking to no one. There was no Daniel. It was just it was weird. And I was very upset because it w- that was a good episode, and uh, and we didn't get to give it to uh, all four of our fans. So you were talking in the dark like a Cody Rhodes promo. <laughs> Cody Rhodes promo? Is he talking yeah. in the dark? I don't I don't remember that. The dark is a it's a uh, it's a wrestling term for when you cut something at some oh, you, yeah. you have a match or a promo set on television. Okay, no, I I understand dark is a wrestling term. I just thought you were just saying like literally in the dark okay so yeah that episode down the tubes unfortunately it was a pretty good one um but we're back this week uh i tested it it's working and we are ready to recap the smackdown from february 7th Uh, so if you're counting that's two smackdowns ago it's not this recent smackdown yeah smackdown before this yeah we're recording this on the 16th and yes this is two smackdowns ago uh on the what did i just say (laughs) on the 7th we will be recording uh the next episode in a a day or two for um the 14th and the what would it be the 17th yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do the SmackDown and Raw yeah. that we missed. Yeah, so well, the SmackDown we missed and the Raw coming up. Yeah, yes, correct. All right, so let's open up with the SmackDown from February 7th, uh, which opened with a Daniel Bryan promo, standing in the ring calling out Kane. I love this, by the way, because I love everything Daniel Bryan does, so <laughs> obviously I'm biased. But uh, he's pretty good. His mic work's getting better. He's more comfortable. He's uh, Pandering to the crowd a little bit, trying to you know keep that yes movement alive. He's channeling Mick Foley, I feel like, with his 
uh, well, with his 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 cheap pops, like uh, when Kane started talking, uh, he said, "Oh, I'm sorry, Kane. I can't I can't hear you." Even though Homeboy's talking on a microphone, he's like, oh, "I can't hear you." Especially with and he turns to the crowd, and this crowd, you know, just to get the cheap pop from the crowd to get him to be loud. And... Mm, that is Foley-ish. Yeah. Foley ish. Foley, in case you didn't know, Foley always would drop the uh, the city he was in pop. Yep, yep. That is the cheapest of all pops. But it was tongue in cheek, so it worked. Like everyone knew that's what yeah. he was doing, so yeah. it worked. But I thought this was a good, uh, good little storyline for Daniel Bryan to have right now. Hope they're not setting this up for him and Kane at WrestleMania, because then that means you definitely have Batista Orton or Batista Cena coming up. I mean, and, it doesn't to me. It doesn't matter who Bryan faces at WrestleMania. He's gonna have a WrestleMania match, and even if it's Kane, it's gonna be an awesome match. Here we go. And it'll turn into the main event, so what does it matter? It's not going to be the main event. It'll be the show still. It won't be the main well, event. That's or what I'm saying. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to like, be the de facto main event. It won't be the last you know, fight on the card, but it'll be the one that everybody gives a shit about. We are trying to move away <laughs> from Batista Orton, Batista Cena, you know, garbage that they've been pushing down our throats for four or five years now, okay? We're trying to change the game, and I'm sticking Daniel Bryan with Kane, you know, first match in or second to last match is only reinforcing the fact that they don't get it. But that's for another, that's down the line, and hopefully I'm wrong. But uh, I, I think Kane did a great job being a douchebag on the mic, <laughs> Kane is actually uh what, what the hell's his name Glenn something something Glenn Oh Kfab 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 Oh He's come funny. on we're <laughs> <laughs> I can't or can't remember his name but he's got like doesn't he have like a masters in economics or something Yes Kane is extremely intelligent yeah. and is a huge fan of the Republican party yeah. so he's not he's not that smart <laughs> Uh, true, true enough. But uh, yeah, he is a he is a pretty intelligent guy, and I kind of I actually kind of like Corporate Kane because of that, like because he plays it so well, you know. He and Daniel Bryan have amazing chemistry. Uh, <laughs> back to their I miss team tag team though. days. Yeah, exactly. They were awesome, and uh, they they don't always put on the best matches because Kane generally a very mediocre in the Here ring performer. There we go. Uh, uh, you know, they've got chemistry, and I think. WWE is taking advantage of that right now. They're trying to you know, distract pull us. The, yeah, pull the wool over the eyes. Yeah. But, you know. All right. So then, uh, the first actual match of the evening uh, was Ambrose and Reigns. Uh, they def- against uh, Kofi and Ziggler. Uh, Ambrose and Reigns won. They kept making a big deal about it being the first time that Ambrose and Reigns were in a two-on-two tag match together. Uh, and I feel like they did that entirely just to. Uh, build a little more heat between the two. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty decent match. Uh, it was mostly just, like I said, about the tension between Ambrose and Reigns. Uh, at one point, <laughs> Ambrose tried to uh, you know steal the tag again and sneak in, but Reigns saw it and kind of jerked out of the way. But then he ended up spearing, uh, I think it was, was it Ziggler, and then just handing the tag and the pin over to Ambrose anyway, which was pretty cool. I like pretty this. Cool. I like this angle. I like yeah. the way they're working it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting take on the whole breakup dynamic. Generally, you haven't seen them, uh, this concept being used. Guys kind of uh, yeah. showing each other up before the end. Usually it's like 
Back, Usually it just but, happens. There isn't this much like building up. Like yeah. there'll be there'll be a week or two of build up. You'll see them get angry with each other, but then it either goes back to normal or it just they shatter. But with this, they're really stretching it out. I mean, I feel like like since before last SummerSlam, they have been teasing a Shield breakup, and not and just what? teasing it, but actually like building it. Man, Ambrose and Ray, Ambrose, I, you know, he's awesome. He can put him in anything. I think he's gonna. He's entertaining enough. He's got so much personality; it's insane. Yeah, and it comes across in the ring too. You know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't need a microphone to show off. You know his gimmick or whatever the hell we're calling it nowadays. <laughs> but uh, the guy's body language—he's very manic. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and uh, Kofi and Ziggler continue to be high-profile jobbers. So you know, <laughs> awesome. good to see that. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to shuffle Barry, Kofi, and Ziggler next to each other. Well, hold on. There's, we got some Ziggler news coming up when we get to Raw, so uh, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But well, he's buried even more further, six feet to eight feet. Well, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> All right, so then the next match uh, was Sheamus-Ryback. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they tried. <laughs> uh, Sheamus beat Ryback, and Ryback tried. They both tried a couple of new things. Ryback countered the brogue kick into a powerbomb, which was pretty cool. He even tried to top rope splash. He, uh, he missed by, like, a lot, uh, but he tried. You know, kind of give him credit for trying something new. But, yeah, uh, pretty much a, a very middle-of-the-road match. Ryback continuing to get that X-Pac heat. And that's not what you want because uh, in three months' time, he will no longer be employed with the WWE. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm surprised he's still employed now because do you remember like last month around this time? He was – I didn't even see what he was tweeting, but he, apparently he was tweeting a bunch of shit he wasn't supposed to be tweeting, and it all got deleted, and he was in like big trouble with WWE officials. And then, I don't know, it just went away. I mean, I guess it didn't go away because he's losing matches and not getting any push, but yeah, I expected him to be fired from you know something like that. Well, you, we're not covering the SmackDown that just passed, so I guess we can save that, put that in a little jar, because they cover it once you see that SmackDown. They'll see that they, they kind of mentioned that in the, during his match, which I thought was so uh, different from WWE to acknowledge controversy on the air. CM <laughs> Punk. And, uh, <laughs> Real life controversy. And history as well. Like, WWE, F, excuse me, is actually bringing up, like, History, like, sometimes they act like some of this shit has never happened before. Like, oh, oh yeah. why do these guys just like each other? Or remember this back in the day when you two were on the same team? So, but anyway, there's too much on this match. Yeah. All right, so next up, uh, probably the best match of the night, uh, the Daniel Bryan uh, <laughs> Antonio Cesaro match. Uh, Bryan won uh, by transitioning a spinning head scissors into the yes lock, which was a really cool spot. Cesaro's got great offense, man, and Daniel Bryant's an in-ring genius. So when you put these guys together, uh, Bryant always gets his opponent. Uh, he always makes his opponent look good during a match, and Cesaro's got some cool, unique moves that no one else is doing. And, uh, you know, this is I enjoy this every second of it. Uh, that uh, whip he does, I don't know what the hell Cesaro that swing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's pretty cool. And you can do it on anybody. You saw SmackDown. He busted on your boy Orton. Uh, he's, he's he's quick. You know, he's 
agile. Uh, you know, this Cesaro guy is uh, he's starting to catch my eye as long as well as the rest of the WWF universe. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not it's not just you. Um, they were actually chanting. The crowd is actually chanting for Cesaro. They uh, they love that that swing, that Cesaro swing, man. And the we the people. It's... <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> they're. I mean, they're obviously a a heel stable, a heel tag team, and the crowd hates them from the second they come out until they do the we the people. Then they love them during the we the people, and everybody does it. And then as soon as it's over, everybody hates them again. You think the WWF would realize that all these years that if you give someone a catchy uh, uh, catchphrase, catchy catchphrase, wow, <laughs> a catchy catchphrase. Eventually, they're going to become face. Yeah, it, it just it just happens every time. I mean, The Rock when he was you know corporate yeah. or wherever the hell. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. That whole thing. So, dear WWF, if you want to keep guys uh, heel, don't give them a good catchphrase. Okay, all right. Well, okay. well, you said good catchphrase. I was going to say, what about Bray Wyatt and his stupid follow the buzzards, but. You said good catchphrase. That's not a good catchphrase. So that was very low of you uh, and dirty to take a shot, at my boy Bray Wyatt. You know, you can say well, you can say you can save your hate for when we get there. Well, okay? first of all, it was it was low of you to refer to Orton as my boy because uh, I don't like Orton any more than you do. Oh, that, that's that's just a saying. That's a culture difference right there. You yeah. can understand. Okay. So, so something was lost in translation. <laughs> that wasn't a very good movie either. It was overrated. <laughs> But we saw Scar Johansson in her panties and a, uh, what was that, like a tube? Not a tube top, it was like a... I didn't see that movie. Just go to her scene. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, next match. Uh, was a Divas match, so we're going to skip it. It was... Uh, no, I love AJ! I didn't, I didn't watch this match. Apparently, it's AJ so defeated cool. Nikki Bella uh, via submission. If you want to talk was... about it, I'm going to time you. You get like 10 seconds. Go. Ah, uh, AJ is high. I love when she skips. I love her shorts. I love her little pigtails. I love little brown-haired brunette girls that uh, are awesome in the ring. Done. Oh, wow. That only took you six seconds. Awesome. All right, yeah. moving on. Oh. <laughs> moving on. Uh, there was a Titus O'Neil interview that was actually pretty pretty entertaining, I thought. Uh, Renee was supposedly interviewing him, but he held the microphone. He introduced himself. Uh, I thought... You know, Titus showed a little more, uh, a little more character than he's gotten to in the past, and he was he was pretty funny. Uh, and then Darren Young attacked him from behind, and gave him a pretty good beating. And it was pretty funny how uh, Titus just kind of curled up, and was I don't know if he was crying, but he was curled. I, he was saying something. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he was curled up, and he obviously did not want to be hit. And it was good to see uh, Young get his revenge, and the, oh, the crowd loved it, which is weird because. Nobody cared about them last week, this time last week. And then all of a sudden, Darren Young's getting an arena cheering for him. Well, of course. And I bet obviously, subliminally, his homosexuality is playing, you know, uh, people are sensitive towards it. And then Titus Young kind of, you know, about his uh, he just TV said, 14. He, just, he just said Titus Young. Titus O'Neill, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You knew, we, was it 28 minutes in? I started messing up. <laughs> I, that's a record. That's a record. Uh, anyway, what the hell was I saying? Titus O'Neil, uh, I mean, gave him a TV 14 beatdown in TV PG era. So uh, they did a good job making Darren sensitive. I think Titus is, 
like you said, he showed some character. He's got good timing. I think he needs to work on his uh, on his delivery a little bit. But yeah. I think you know he's getting there on the mic. Yeah, give him some time. You know, I don't think he'd be main inventor, but, but you know, who knows? You know, I think Mark Henry would be. So hey. <laughs> Um, so my favorite part of this segment was when Renee smelled Titus <laughs> and then the look on her face immediately afterward and the awkward silence, uh, until Titus hit his next line was, uh, it made me like laugh very uncomfortably. I don't know if she was turned on repulsed <laughs> or both. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was so weird and you couldn't tell. And her face was like, yeah, like half lady boner, half like, mm. oh my God, gross, you know? I think she was raised by really traditional white parents and she was attracted to a big black man and she kind of hated herself and was horny at the same time. So. <laughs> oh, there's that sports hit analysis from Daniel. Money. Uh. All right. Uh, Transition to money, baby. <laughs> Next match was uh, between Bray Wyatt and Goldust. Bray Wyatt got the win. It was a pretty quick match. A couple of decent spots in it. Um, Goldust had a Hurricane Rana off, like, sitting on the top of the turnbuckle and had a backdrop elbow out of the corner. Um, but this match was mostly just to set up uh, the, the Shield Titantron promo uh, to kind of build the feud between them and the Wyatts, which is getting huge, by the way. Yeah, they they have, they have both, both factions have cut some killer promos uh, against each other the last few weeks. And when it comes to Elimination Chamber, this is the match I'm looking forward to the most. It's not the main event. It's not, uh, I don't know, whatever the hell else is going on. Batista, Mario, definitely (laughs) wake me up when that one's over. Yeah, that better be the opener. And, uh, but Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt versus the Shield is, it's getting good. Yeah, actually, you know what? That'll probably be the opener, and then Batista Del Rio will be second, so that everybody can you know refill their drinks and take a pee. You can't do that. They're gonna, they they got to put him later in that match, in the show. Excuse me. Well, you can't, what, you can't you can't have your main eventer at WrestleMania follow that great match, which is going it's going to be a great match. The crowd's gonna be hyped up, juiced up, and then. But they they so. have to know that the weakest match on the card is that Batista Del Rio. <laughs> of course, they know this, but they can't. <laughs> With their main they can't acknowledge it. Yeah, you can't have them second, and after everyone's hyped up for the match, everyone's like, ah, yeah, so blah, 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 nothing, 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 chokehold, chokehold, Batista Bongo. I can't imagine a way that's a decent match. I just, I, I mean, Del Rio's a good worker. Yeah, but I just, I can't imagine... After that match, everybody not being disappointed. You know what I mean? He's Del Rio. I'll tell you what. He's going to take some hard bumps, man. That that's going to yeah. be that's going to be as close to a pay per view squash match as you can get. They're going to try to push Batista right down our throats. Did you hear about? Uh, I think during the Omaha taping on Raw the week before, they had him. They had him. They had him. Come, Batista come out in the dark and cut a promo, loving Omaha. Went to the back. Right before he came, and sent him back to the back. So when he came out, the crowd cheered him. Wow! I don't know if you understood what the hell I was saying. Yeah, but... yeah. They they had him do a, a dark promo to to yeah. build up some pop, so that when he came out, he didn't get booed immediately. Exactly. Yeah. I should just text that to you. <laughs> hey, hey, can you say all this for me very quickly? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm not a Batista fan, and I, I like I, I haven't been ever at any point in his career. But I mean, he's getting a lot of hate now, and I I feel rightly so. But I think it's going a little too far in that when he first came back before the Rumble, that that Raw that he came back on, people cheered him. Everybody fucking loved him until he won that Rumble. Why? Because he thought he'd come back and be, you know, have a beef with Kane or maybe Undertaker or, you know, something like that. Like, not be a main eventer. Not, not someone to take away a spot, you know? You didn't think he'd be that guy. Yeah, you I mean, can't. You, understand, you understand if it was The Rock. You understand if it was, like, Austin. Hell, I, I'd understand That's, if it was Kurt Angle yeah. and Lesnar. Well, I don't know about that. I was going to say... Um... Like the Rock and Austin are so far above Batista. Like they are legends of entertainment, not just wrestling. You know, you can't compare a guy like Batista just because he's been in what one movie that hasn't even come out yet. No, I'm talking about as that part timer guy coming back taking spots. That's what I mean. Hmm. Like I, I would, if Lesnar came back and Lesnar was in the main event of WrestleMania, I wouldn't be upset. As upset, excuse me. I think he's a yeah. better worker, and it gives better matches to Batista. Batista, or in or Batista Cena, is just going to be freaking terrible. No, there's nothing you can say unless these guys drop fifty pounds, start coming off the top rope, and doing shit we've never seen. There's no way you can convince me that that match is not going to be absolutely horrible. Okay, I know this isn't going to happen, but best case scenario, Daniel Bryan wins the Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan, Batista, WrestleMania. Orton defeated Christian. Pretty good match. <laughs> You're just going to gloss right over my dream. It's not happening. I'm my not dream. Even... No, it's Daniel. It's going to be Bryan versus Kane. Let's get through SmackDown because Raw was amazing. All right. I hope, I hope I'm right just so I can rub it in your face. I, this is the one time I wish you were right so you, could, <laughs> you can rub it in my face. All right. So the last match then was uh, Orton Christian. Uh, Orton defeated Christian. This was actually a pretty good match, uh, considering Orton was in it. Um, my my biggest note from this one is how yellow is Christian? Yeah, does he have like hepatitis or something? I, he's, <laughs> the correct answer to that question was all of the yellow. He is all of the yellow. He's the yellowest human being I've ever seen in my life. Christ almighty. Oh, and I, I mean, I, I assume it's like spray tan or something. I hope it's spray tan because if it's not, he's the most jaundiced human being that's still alive and competing athletically. That's just anyway. Uh, yeah, this was a uh, like I said, this was a pretty good match. You know, both of them hit all the spots that everybody expects him to hit, um, but they mixed it up a little bit too. Uh, Christian doesn't look like a part timer in there, you know, and him getting caught in mid air uh, with the RKO is a spot that, like, if you replace Christian with, like, any other superstar, has already happened before. Um, but it was still cool to see. And it's still cool to, to watch that RKO out of midair. For me, anyway. Well, you haven't seen SmackDown yet. This match just reinforced to me that Christian's going to be the first one eliminated. <laughs> eliminated oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I thought that, too, before this match even happened, but definitely after the outcome. I'm going to... Uh, I was Spoiler alert for you, Drew. Yeah. Cesaro and Orton fight in the next SmackDown. And uh, let's just say, Christian's the only guy he's beaten so far. So <laughs> I was going to say, Orton after Raw, well... And he beat him clean, bro. 
Cesaro, yeah. They had Cesaro beat Orton clean on SmackDown. Clean. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. They are getting ready to bury Orton. No, not going to bury Orton. Oh, There's no on. way. I mean, I understand they're pushing Cesaro, but come on. They're just giving us all those uh, Orton haters uh, some some love, some satisfaction before he walks out the, the elimination chamber with the title. That's it. That's it. As long as he walks out of Elimination Chamber with the title, like the title one, I mean one belt, because god damn it do they need to replace those two. It's driving me insane. Yeah, it's kind of... But but, you know what? They're not going to do it until WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. They're going to do it, like, at WrestleMania, he'll get, like, a new belt or something, and it's going to drive me insane. I can't stand watching that idiot walk around with two belts that he can't even lift. All right. So, Raw. Yeah, we're done with SmackDown. Let's move Can we just on. skip the Betty White thing? It's just... I mean, yes, uh, Betty White was there. What the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> what the hell was that? All right, let, me, just, let me summarize Vince, just real quick. <laughs> just real quick, uh, I will summarize Betty White, and then she will not be mentioned for the rest of the night. Uh, Betty White was there, and there was a New Age Outlaws poop joke. And wait, wait. that's it. Wait, wait, one thing, one thing before we move on. Yeah. Road Dog is hilarious. I, I mean, I could listen to <laughs> do anything. He was in that segment. He was describing the tea. This is a this is a light chamomile. And yeah. I was kind of <laughs> crying. Like, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> and then on commentary, yep. he was talking trash about what are those guys' names who are going to win the belts? What's their names? The Usos? Those high-flying sons yep. of Rikishi? Yep, the yeah. Usos. He was poo-pooing them, but he's like, and by the way, he was burying them, quote unquote, but burying them and putting them over at the same time, which yeah. generally doesn't happen in wrestling, especially who uh, anyone who falls off the Shawn Michaels Triple H tree. But uh, <laughs> I thought Road Dog was awesome, and you know, bigger to Road Dog. If if it doesn't work out this time, he and JBL can run, uh, do commentary, and uh, we can have a ceremony lighting. Uh, Michael Cole on fire. Wow. Damn. I hate Michael Cole. I just can't <laughs> stand him. Can't, I cannot listen to him. His high-pitched voice trying to get excited about matches. Vintage. Oh. Arn! Did, you, no, I, <laughs> did uh, you hear him? Okay, I'm going to skip down just for a second to the Cena-Orton match. Did you hear him um, at one point? What was it? Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Orton reverses like a, a Irish whip from Cena and then gives him an elbow, which I'll get to that again later. But after he does it, Lawler goes, oh, nice reversal by Orton. And then Orton goes for the pin. And as Cena kicks out, Cole goes, hello. Oh, and no. it, was, it was just bad. It was no. so terrible. I want you to know I do watch Raw and SmackDown generally with the sound out because I just can't take the constant plugging. They don't call out the moves anymore. So they're like, oh, there's a there's a neck breaker into us into Gary. I, mean, I mean, they do. They, they just not no, near, no, no, they no. do not just not nearly as much. Like even on SmackDown, they called out uh, when we were talking about the uh, the Wyatt Goldust match. They called out almost well most of like Goldust moves. They called out his. His elbow drop, they called out his uh, spine buster. I mean, they, they call him out. It's usually like it's usually specific moves they call out, but they, 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 they still do they, it. They call out moves they want to drill into your head. They don't call – this isn't Jim Ross, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan. 
I, no, shout, yeah. out to, shout out to Bobby the Brain. Because <laughs> he's listening. My man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, you kind of uh, talked a little bit about the uh, Usos defeating, uh, I, I guess this team is called Rybaxel. I, it, they just have a bad team name. It's not like Axel backs any better, so. Just, poor, uh, poor Axel. <laughs> it's. I feel like teaming him with Ryback is almost worse than just not having him wrestle, you know. Because he's just getting, just beaten, and it's not even like good losses. It's just. Oh. All right. Hope you saved your money, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, like I said, the Usos defeated Rybaxel. It was a pretty decent uh, match, only because the Usos uh, hit some cool spots and the Outlaws commentary, or <laughs> rather uh, Road Dogs commentary, because it's not like Billy Gunn talks. Um, and there was a pretty cool, uh, the way the way this match ended, there was a pretty cool, um, uh, Jay dove out of the ring to hit Ryback, like over the top rope, and as he did so, he tagged in Jimmy, who hit—I don't even remember—something off the top rope, and then got the pin, which was pretty cool. But I just dislike these guys because they're going to beat New Age Outlaws, and you know, yeah, I'm yeah. biased towards them. I'm biased towards them, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I—I I was kind of—they were kind of growing on me, and then when they started building them up as the number one contenders to win the belts from—you know—they're going to at some point from the New Age Outlaws. It. It changed my opinion of them because I love the Outlaws, but I also love the Brotherhood, you know, Cody Rhodes and Goldust, and I want them to get the belts back, and they're not going to. It's probably – I think maybe we'll have a nice little – maybe you try to get a four-man tag for WrestleMania, four-man tag team staple thing. Yeah. The Brothers, Usos, New Age Outlaws, and probably Rybaxel. <laughs> God, no. Ugh. All right. Uh, so the next match <sighs> – Oof. Sorry, I gotta like prepare myself for this. Was Del Rio defeating Ziggler? Uh, and this was you like, mean, excuse me, excuse me, defeating. You mean destroying? Yeah, I was gonna say Ziggler. this was this was a the definition of a squash match. Like this was like they Ziggler they, hit a famouser, and it was all downhill from there. It was just listen. I want to take. I need a second. They had Del Rio go over on Ziggler. Like, this was The Rock versus the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Um, Dolph Ziggler might as well have been a diva. Ooh. Okay? Like, that's how easily Del Rio went over on this guy. And you know what? What was it, a year ago? He won the world title from this man? Yep. But, uh, okay, so here's where I said we were going to get to this later, this news about Ziggler. Um, there is... There is a rumor that the company wants to pair Ziggler uh, with The Miz as a group of, quote-unquote, disgruntled, angry men, uh, which is why The Miz came out and interrupted that uh, the Fandango-Morella match that's coming up uh, to complain about his lack of airtime. Uh, and then Ziggler also ranted, but not on Raw. I guess he did it on the WWE app. Um, so I think apparently they're going to, Put them together as a tag team. I don't really understand why. Let's talk. Let's but. let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. Fandango and Santino Marala were on Raw. Okay, they then. had a match. No, 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 no. They had a match. That's two matches Raw. away, though. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> two of the worst gimmicks ever, ever. 
Fandango is something that belongs in the Doink the Clown, you know, Honky Tonk Man era. And even then, it would not be able to survive. People would boo the shit out. This is, this is ridiculous, this guy's gimmick. And Santino with the power walks and has a soccer? What the? <laughs> what is this? Oh, man. Come on. I. Okay, yeah. I, I liked Santino like when he first debuted. I actually just rewatched the Milan Miracle the other day. It was on YouTube. And it was pretty cool. But, yeah. Shoot yourself. He's just Get a, a gun and go shoot yourself. Oh, come on. It, it made me laugh all over again, just like it did the first time. What the hell? <laughs> a ballroom dancing wrestler. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. What no, I that? will completely agree with you on Fandango. I cannot stand him, but And I can't get I can't get a ten minute Ziggler match. Nope. Pissing me off. Yep. Alright, so I guess we don't have to go over that match when we get to it. Um but after this uh Del Rio Ziggler squash fest, um Batista came out and attacked Del Rio and Batista Bond went through the announce table and Michael Cole was very excited the entire time. Uh, and he might have been the only one. I mean, I guess that's not true. The crowd cheered quite a bit. But I think I, I think actually one of the scenes you could see Michael Cole out of boner. Oh, was, Jesus. Yeah, that's why. That's why Batista Batista picked up the camera. He's gonna he's gonna throw it at Michael Cole's boner. <laughs> I think the crowd cheering here had more to do with how, like, how good of a heel Del Rio is than how much the fans like Batista. Like the, the fans just like to hate Del Rio because he's a good heel. So they cheered when he got put through a table. They don't give a shit about Batista. We talked about this last week. They're feeding Del Rio to Batista, and it's going to give Batista a push. That's just, and that's how it goes. Yeah. Luckily, Raw is in Chicago this week, and the Chicago fans are like the New York fans, and they're like the Philly fans. We do not like Batista. He sucks. Same old shit. Same old shit. Oh, I hope and they I hope, are going. To, I guarantee you, the crowd will not be mic'd. Uh, that's what I was just gonna say. I hope they don't mic the crowd. I, I hope they know better. They they cannot mic the crowd they're, in Chicago. They're not gonna mic the crowd at all. There's no. You're gonna hear CM Punk chants through the roof. Well, you're still gonna be able to hear them even without micing the crowd. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. They're gonna have Bootistas. You're gonna hear Bootista. Batista's <laughs> gonna get booed. Cena's gonna get booed. Orton's gonna get booed. I'm interested to see the guys they're gonna have on TV next week. Maybe that's why they Cesaro. have Sheamus. Maybe that's why they have Sheamus versus uh, Orton on Raw in Chicago because they're trying to get Sheamus to push because we're about to hit that match next. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why they have Randy Orton versus Sheamus, and maybe the crowd would behind Sheamus. But this is Chicago; they may just boo Sheamus like he posts them. Just like you're not CM Punk, we don't give a shit. Daniel Bryan, the yes chance may blow the roof off that mug. Next week, I'm excited to have a smart crowd. I, it's just Omaha gonna be, and LA just. Ugh. It's just going to be a three-hour, like Brian Cesaro match, just two guys that the crowd can't really hate on, with the crowd yet chanting CM Punk the whole time. Oh, I am so excited for Raw. This I have not been excited <laughs> this excited for Raw since like Austin McMahon. No, 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 no. The Triple H Rock feud back in the day when it was like. <laughs> Do you remember that when like I don't, I don't. Triple H had like five matches. That's on SmackDown, I think. He had like five matches in one night. He had to face like Mankind in a boiler room brawl, a uh, Rock and a Brock, uh, Brahma Bull Rope match, Kane in a Inferno match, Undertaker in a Casket match. It was a crazy SmackDown. It was just wow. you were just so pumped to see Raw the next day. Like, oh my God, what else? What else can Triple H do? I'm going to have to see if I can watch that on the WWE Network. No, uh, oh, oh. as I mentioned before uh, when we were off the air, 
I watched during the wars and then didn't watch again until like 2005. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get to this next match then. Uh, the Real Americans uh, defeated Christian and Sheamus, and by the Real Americans, I mean Cesaro uh, defeated Eat Christian and Sheamus. The people. <laughs> Did you notice, like, I got, uh, I got fourth of the way through this match that the crowd turned on Christian and Sheamus? <laughs> I know, I didn't. You did not notice that. I mean, no, I no. heard. I, I mean, I knew the crowd was cheering hard for like oh, the no. billion uppercuts Cesaro threw and his swing, but no, they started booing Sheamus and Christian. I didn't hear that. Did. Yeah, they were chanting, "We the we the people." They were all wow, hundred percent behind Cesaro and Swagger. A hundred percent. No, 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 no. Behind, behind Cesaro. That's got to make Swagger feel like shit because you know they're like, they're just building Cesaro up. Like he's getting his push, and you know Swagger's gonna like he's nothing. He's gonna fall off. He's gonna he'll be lucky if he gets teamed with somebody else. But he's probably just gonna be you know not even a first rate jobber. He's just gonna be the new no. like, Zack Ryder. Come on. No. Swagger, they gave him his push, and he was terrible, and nobody liked him. He's done. I, I said he was not a very good heel. That's true. He's not a very good face. He's not a very good wrestler. I, well, I mean, he's an he's okay size wrestler. good. He's good in the ring. I like his he matches. He can't talk, like though. Good. If he's got to be with Zeb Coulter or somebody else as a mouthpiece constantly, it's just – maybe it's just me, but I don't like when a guy needs somebody to talk for him. And swagger, but it's, that's okay because that's old school wrestling, man. I mean, yeah. back in the day, everyone had a manager: Jimmy Hart for, you know, Hogan, Bobby the, Bobby the Brain Heenan, I think for Hogan as well. I mean, Miss Elizabeth, no, she never talked for Macho Man because Macho Man didn't need to talk. Macho Man talked, and it didn't make fucking sense. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, God, Macho, you're man. And you, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> you couldn't figure out what he was talking about because you couldn't understand him and you were too distracted by all the oil. And the bright colors. Macho Man was the first man I've ever seen in my life that sported the bright colors proudly and you did not <laughs> think, hmm, maybe this guy a little bit. You know. <laughs> Which is weird because when you think about it, he's a man who professionally grapples with other men in his underwear. And somehow that's not even remotely gay. Oiled up. Yeah, oiled up, too. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We can, I think we need to move on here. Um, <laughs> so after that was the uh, Fandango-Morella match that we're skipping over. Uh, literally, my note here is just, like, snoring noises. So uh, the match after that was... <laughs> I want to say one thing before you go on. Oh, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm a little tired of WWF shoving... Hot chicks down my throat. Like I'm, I listen. I appreciate. You, you just beautiful. went on for six whole seconds about AJ. But see, AJ is beautiful <laughs> because she's different. She's not like some carbon cutout Barbie doll reject from some lingerie magazine. Like AJ has a personality. She's really cute. You know what I mean? But not like made up hot. I don't know. I'm just tired of like these just. Why? Five foot nine blonde girls who can't wrestle taking up time on my wrestling show. Why are we talking about this right now? The Divas match was later. No, because they're <laughs> setting up. They're setting up like an intergender tag match. You know it's oh, coming. Uh, yeah, with the with the Fandango Morella match. It was yeah. It that's was what I'm saying to build Emma for the Emma Summer Ray feud. Inter no, this is well, yeah. Intergender tag match. There's no way those two girls can go against a match. 
Fuck, and, that, and that might, and you know what? That might make WrestleMania. Oh, no, no. Don't and take it back, Daniel. Impact, no, nope, I'm, I have no faith. <sighs> Wasn't Stephanie it bad was... enough that Fandango won last year? And not only did he win, he beat one of my favorite wrestlers, Chris Jericho. I got to give Jericho credit. I mean, for, yes, that is terrible. Yeah. But Jericho, he's a pro, man. He'll put it, he put him over, bro. I, yeah. Shawn Michaels would have Shawn Michaels done that. <laughs> I'm not putting this guy over. Fendingo? Oh. What's his name? Heartbreak kid. Don't put nobody over. You know what I mean? So get ready for that. 60 bucks, baby. Get no. you. All right. First match of the show. <laughs> <laughs> they should, if they have that match, they should just have it go on concurrently with the Batista title match because nobody will care about either. <laughs> All right. Uh, just two separate rings right next to each other. Nobody will watch either. The uh, the next match then was uh, Ambrose got some shit about not uh, not defending his U.S. title. So he put out an open challenge and uh, sexual chocolate answered him. Uh, I, good old Mark Henry stepped up to the plate. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. You know, Roman Reigns is not bad in the mic. He's not bad. Um... I like how he teased Ambrose, and Ambrose, I mean, he played it really well. I mean, yeah. I don't know if this guy took active lessons or something, but <laughs> he's really good. He's like, he's like upset, but yet challenged at the same time. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then uh, the match built off what they started on, with uh, what happened on SmackDown. Like I said, they keep teasing us with this Shield breakup, but they haven't given it to us yet. Somehow they continue to come together at the end yeah so. they're, they're stretching it out but in a way that's satisfying not frustrating you know yeah because i can't i can't think of any off the top of my head but i know that there have been like breakups where they stretch it out too long and not in a good way or like where they stretch a story and you're just like just fucking get to it already we know it's coming just do it but with this like we know the breakup's coming but we don't mind the ride because it's interesting enough yeah, it's really good. This, you know, we killed WWF for a lot of stuff, but uh, this is this. They're, they're getting this. This is the, right. the one thing they're getting right. <laughs> uh, so the the actual match was uh, pretty mediocre. Um, you know, Mark Henry put on as good of a match as Mark Henry can. Uh, yes, and it you know it came out all right. Uh, Rollins uh, had to break up the pin to save the title. Uh, so Mark Henry won via disqualification, but didn't get the title. Uh, and I just want to say, like, before we knew that Mark Henry was coming out, like, the shield is standing there in the ring, and, you know, Ambrose is all jacked up, and he's, you know, doing his twitchy muscle, I'm all ready to punch somebody in the mouth thing, and uh, everybody's too scared to come out here. And I kept, I was just waiting for it. I would have lost my shit. I was waiting for Reigns, instead of standing beside him, to pivot and, like, stare him down and him be the challenger, oh, God, my head would have exploded. That would have been fucking amazing to me. Yes. <laughs> I know it means nothing because it didn't happen, but, like, literally, that's all I was thinking was, holy shit, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, well, this is kind of disappointing. I mean, not like, oh, they fucked up. This is terrible. They did the wrong thing. It was just like, okay, well, it's, it's going to come at another time. You know, it, it's it's like we were talking about. They're doing it right, and they're building it in such a way that, like, we're so amped for it. It's it's crazy. I got a little goosebumpy, you know, when they stared at each other and they 
slowly got into the ring and everyone thought it was going to happen. Oh, you're talking about uh, after the match. Uh, this was um, the Wyatts came down to the ring. Yeah. Oh, whoa. What, what I... the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell just happened? That is... <laughs> yeah, you're talking about when the Wyatts came down. I was talking about before the match when I thought Reigns was going to turn on Ambrose, but. But yeah, uh, let's. Oh no! Because this oh, was no, they're not going to do that. But you should know that oh. it wasn't happening. They got a, the biggest, you know, the mid card match of the pay per views up. They can't have that happen yet. No, I, no, no, no. I know, but it would have been like, like part of me knew it wasn't going to happen. But another part of me would have been was like, how sick would it be if they just had this happen? You know, they'll squash their whole. That, no, <laughs> that would kill, that would kill their three on three. They can't do Don't that. Don't shit on my dreams, Daniel. God damn. Yes, it. I must introduce <laughs> logic. Oh, oh no! Because you flip out at me when I introduce logic to Bray Wyatt and his goddamn lamp. Bray Wyatt is a genius. Bray Wyatt lights a clearly kerosene lamp, says two words, blows it out, walks out, comes on the entrance ramp with a fucking electric lamp, which he then blows out again. I, I okay, we we have to move on, or I'm going to have an aneurysm. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So, like you said, um. Or like you were talking about after that, that uh, U.S. title match, the the Wyatts came down, and a huge stare down with the Shield happened. I mean, the crowd was insane. This was by far the high point of the night. The energy was just electric, as Michael Cole likes to say. It was intense, and I kind of liked how the Wyatts toyed with the Shield a little bit. You know, they're both standing on the apron and, and Roman Reigns steps into the ring and, you know, kind of, kind of waves him to bring it on and, and Wyatt starts to step under the, the rope, but then pulls back and then starts to drop off the apron, but then goes back in. This is, this is why Bray Wyatt is a, is a genius. Uh, his in-ring psychology, I've just been talking about it for the last, well, this will be our third podcast, the second one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is officially going up as episode two. So, but uh, he's a genius, man. He just knows how to play the crowd. He knows exactly what role he needs to play at which time. Uh, and just watching them have that little showdown in the middle of the ring only reinforces it. And I'm excited. I like we've been talking about this all through the podcast. This match is going to be great. Uh, I think. I don't know how those other two shield dudes are going to work, but uh, I don't think we'll see too much of them. Those guys been taking—they may be taking lots of bumps. So uh, this is this 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 is a, this was excellent. I had goosebumps. The crowd, like you said, was totally into it. Uh, and for a second, there, I thought they were going to go, and uh, they made me want to spend my sixty bucks. I keep right telling you, it's not going to be sixty bucks. It's ten bucks now. Is the is elimination chamber gonna be before? Oh no, no. So it will be sixty bucks. All right, fine. Oh, okay. <sighs> God, Daniel, you love being right. All right. <laughs> no, you just love when I'm wrong. All right. Yes. So, <laughs> so after this match, then um, there was a Divas match, uh, following the theory of after. After a tense moment, after a hot match, you have a fucking cool down time. So there was this Divas match. I don't even know who's in it. I didn't watch it again. I just and this was a three. I think it was a three man tag match with uh. Can I get ten seconds of AJ again? All right, fine. Uh, I love when AJ wears those little knee high socks striped at the top. Uh, she has a little scream, a little craziness. 
She's just everything a diva should be. She's the greatest diva of all time. Screw Trish Stratton. Screw Man Face Lita. It's all about AJ. I'm a little upset to get kissed so many dudes in the WWF, Stop. but... That, that, okay, you got like 11 and a half seconds out of that. <laughs> I could have gone for another eight minutes. Yeah, you don't... You're not getting an eight-minute... AJ. You're not getting eight-minute AJ time. It's not happening. All right. <laughs> so then... After this, I would use her bath water. Stop it. For Kool Aid. Stop it. That'd be Kool Aid with it. So after this Divas <laughs> match that I didn't watch, uh, Kane came out to explain his punishment. I guess I don't know. It wasn't really clear while he was out why he was out there. They just needed him out there so that uh, Daniel Bryan can interrupt him and attack him. Because uh, he had the night off. Remember? The yeah, night off. Daniel Bryan had the night off. He had been given the night off in the opening segment after he uh, interrupted. Randy Orton, who interrupted the authority, <laughs> he asked for a we match. Didn't, we didn't even talk about that. We just, like, skipped through <laughs> it. it. I mean, because you wanted to skip over the Betty White thing, so I just skipped the whole first segment, because that's all that really happened. I mean, yeah, there was the interruptions, but it didn't fucking, it didn't mean anything, really. So, yeah, Kane comes down to explain his punishment, I guess. Brian interrupts him and attacks him. Kane fights him off and tries to choke slam again, but Brian, you know, uh, fights out of the, the choke slam. I think dives Kane into like dives through to knock Kane into the barricade, and then Kane, you know, turned tail, fucking ran like a post post, uh, and that was that. There you go. Yep, and then just he... uh, setting up that uh, Brian Kane WrestleMania match. Yep, and then uh, stop clicking, and then uh, the Cena Orton main event. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. I just want to. First of all, it was. I got nothing to say about this match. Well, okay, that's not true. I have like one thing to say about this match. So go ahead. WWF and this ridiculous Orton Cena rivalry. Is this has this been a rivalry that I that I miss out on this? I mean, kind of. I mean, it like the the problem is they already had a Cena Orton rivalry like back in like oh six. Like that's when I started. Watching. Oh, that's like oh nine. Oh, wasn't that like a thing was, in like oh nine? It's like maybe. four I, years ago. Yeah. Five. Yeah, they did have yeah, – you're right. They did have a, a rivalry in 09, and it, yeah, not good. I mean, it was whatever. They were the two biggest guys at the time, so that's, you know, the only reason they really had the feud. Um, this, the this, the when, good thing about this is that it was at least billed as, like, the end of their rivalry. Okay. Anyway, let's just – let's ignore that nonsense. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they've got they've got other guys, you know, to showcase. They're, they're building – Cesaro and stuff like they don't have to have Cena Orton to fill airtime anymore. So and they don't have to have Batista Orton at WrestleMania, but they will. But um, let me just say this, buddy. Let me say this. Let me get let me get a little second here. When we look back at WWF rivalries, wrestling rivalries, Cena Orton will never, and the Rock means never, be mentioned. As an all-time great. No one will ever put this rivalry anywhere near any top ten list. Unless WWF makes a uh, home video DVD now, and this is... Andy Orton and John Cena somehow makes top ten. Okay. This is I, – I, I agree with you. It shouldn't. Uh, but I guarantee that this rivalry makes like the top five on you know, the countdown show that's going to be on the network. Yeah, WWF. Yeah, WWF. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Of course. Ugh. But I'm talking about any independent 
uh, wrestling uh, website, magazine, podcast. No one's putting Cena. Homeless man Orton. on the street. Yeah, someone who's never seen wrestling before. No one's <laughs> fucking Cena Orton up there. There's no way. And uh, this, this, this has made me. This, they are the champions of a dark era. Wrestling is starting to get popular again. And Cena and Orton will be will have zero saying. They will have the best rivalry during the era no one watched. I don't know. I mean, Cena kind of has something to say about WWE becoming popular because it's kind of his fault, but not not wrestling wise. It's not like he's put on such great matches that people are like, "Holy shit, we got to watch him!" Just for some reason, people like him. And I no, no, wait a minute. No, Cena's carried the belt through some of the worst times of WWF, like right after the Attitude Era. You know, and, and he, I guess he got the belt. He's he's made a lot of merchandise and pay per view buys because you know WWF went to a kid friendly format, so the children liked him. But in the sense of like uh, pop culture popularity, no, this, this WWF has never been uh, as irrelevant irrelevant as it had as it's been until now. So yes, the yes movement started going, and CM Punk's pipe bomb that put wrestling back in the mainstream mind. You know, like. I wasn't watching wrestling when Cena had the belt. I've caught up. I know what happened. Well, no, but, but you're not mainstream. Like, you you watched wrestling before. Cena pulled in all the people that didn't watch wrestling before and had very little interest, and then they saw, you know, the Marine no. or whatever the fuck other terrible movies he was in, and then... I disagree with that. I do. I disagree with that. I think Cena was the... was He carried the belt during a time when wrestling was... Very much out of the mainstream eye. Very much so. I mean, to me, wrestling started getting back mainstream with CM Punk's pipe bomb. And Cena dropped the belt to to uh, Punk, and Punk kept the belt for, what, a year and a half? It was like 437 and, days, something like that. And, uh, yeah, Cena hasn't, you know, hasn't been the man since. He's had a couple of runs, but now he's being phased out of the top billing, you know? So... Right. Whatever, we, we can disagree, but yeah. that's your let's, point. <laughs> let's talk about this actual match. Uh, the crowd got way more into it than I feel like anybody at home did, and I'm not really sure why, but if you listen, like the crowd was pretty excited about the match, and it wasn't that great of a match. Los Angeles. And guess what? You could hear Cena calling the spots again. No. Yeah, remember earlier when I said that uh, Orton reversed an a Irish whip into a elbow? Uh, you could hear Cena... Like, you can play this back if you have the episode. Even if you have it on, like, Hulu or something, you can hear... Uh, actually, they probably edited it out on Hulu. I don't know. I didn't watch it on Hulu. Um, when it went out live, you could hear Cena say, Reversal, give me an elbow. And then there's another point where he's laying on the ground, and they're waiting for the next spot to happen, and he says to Orton, Whenever you're ready... Like, you could just you could hear him calling spots. And, like we were just talking about, they they've wrestled how many matches together? And they still don't know how to do a match without calling the spots out? I mean, is it has it just been Cena this whole time, and Orton's kind of been getting blamed for calling out spots when he really hasn't been, or like what is the reason that these two, or at least Cena, because I didn't hear Orton at all, have to call spots loud enough for the camera to pick up at a live raw taping? Like, it's the chicken or the egg question. If you keep thinking about it, you drive yourself nuts. Yeah, so that's I what's would, happening. I'm, I, I wouldn't even worry about it. these guys are terrible. And they make their match was hot because the crowd was hot. Uh, it, it was it's pretty okay, you know. They didn't you know, have a million chokeholds, and Randy didn't run out the ring eight times and catch his breath. He did, and he did twice, but 
What, it's, well, twice is that eight? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, one time he walked like halfway back up the ramp, so that I feel like that counts as two. When he does that, I just want to like <laughs> throw something at the television. First of all, that's the old Triple H move, Ric Flair move, like. And they did it. They did it. It was cool. You know what I mean? You like you knew those guys could wrestle, so it was like, all right, man. You know, they're just building up their character. Randy Orton does it. It's like, well, you know, you suck. You have really nothing to show us in the ring, so you're just killing three minutes. Good job. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to power rankings? Well, let's wrap up the show. I thought Raw, all in all, was great, though. I know we. <laughs> What was great? We like killed, the showdown was killed, the only great part. We killed this match by match, I think. Yeah, but uh, the, the only thing that we were like <laughs> that was awesome wasn't an actual match. It was just well, it was after well, the, the match. The U- Usos ride Vaxel outlaws thing that was a good thing. Uh, yeah, I guess this was a good match. It was, like, it was a good Raw with it had some really low lights and some really high highlights. I thought uh, yeah, uh, the Shield Brian thing was awesome. Uh, the Real Americans, or whatever the hell they're called, that was that was awesome. Uh, Mark Henry thing with Rollins and Reigns, that was awesome. But then you had the terrible Diva match. You had Billy Gunn pooping his pants. Then Daniel Bryan didn't have a match. Was, I don't <laughs> understand. Dolph Ziggler getting buried. So it was like, you know, some really good moments and some really, really, really terrible ones as well. So. All right, power rankings. Let's do it. Uh, my number five is still Randy Orton, and I hate it, but I feel like the title belts have to be somewhere on the list, and five is as far as I can put them and still be on the list. So, yep. <laughs> the best part of this, listeners, is that Daniel is writing his power rankings, has been for the last ten minutes while we were recording, and is still writing them right now. Because I'm trying <laughs> to not put the shitty people in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, You're that's, making... like, that's what I'm trying to do with Randy Orton. Like, I don't want to put him in there, but God damn it, he's got the belts, and five is the lowest spot I can put him in. Well, I'm going to go number five, King. Uh, he's in a few with Daniel Bryan. That's automatically gets you bumped up. He's doing a good job of being a hill, you know? He's been an awesome hill. No one likes him. There's no 50-50 on him, so he's getting a little push, keeping Kane relevant. Somehow this guy's been relevant with shitty matches for 20 years now, but I, don't, I respect it. So, you, number you five know, is Kane. I, I want to I like defend him, but it's not like he – you're right. It's not like he has like a crazy move set or he always puts on great matches or something, but there's some something, and it's probably just that like I remember him from when I was a kid that I fucking – I love Kane. He's a great he's all he's a great character, a great gimmick, and he's always in good storylines. Yeah. Even some of the edgy ones where he's like a rapist for a while. That yeah, was weird. That was but, weird. You know, but <laughs> generally this guy's in good storylines. maybe he's like a good booker. Maybe he's helping book his own stuff. I don't know. He's always in something good, so number five came. Alright. Uh my number four uh, is the the Usos. They had a pretty good match and they are definitely the number one contenders. And we mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, having a strong tag division of all the guys in the division. They're the ones getting the push right now, uh, even over the, the champions who are, you know, obviously don't need the push because they're the New Age Outlaws. But the Usos are, are the only ones really getting the push in the whole division. So got to put them up there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> number four, my boy Bray. Boy Bray holding steady. Uh, awesome Hill. Awesome promos. Love him in the ring. What can you say? Uh, I can say he shouldn't be on that list, but nobody would listen. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, my number three, and looking ahead to your number three, I wish I could find a way to put him on this list, but I can't. So, uh, anyway, uh, my number three is uh, Bray Wyatt, and technically, by extension, the entire Wyatt family, um, just because of the great feud that is is being set up between the Wyatts and the Shield. Uh, makes you made a good to... choice, buddy. You made what? a good choice. Whatever. Number three, my boy, Cesaro. Have they, they dropped the Antonio on the new SmackDown. Yeah, so you, I noticed that. You'll see that uh Antonio is gone. Now Cesaro, Cesaro, he's winning over the crowd. He's interested. Uh, he's got a great offensive set. It's uh, terrible on the mic, as you'll see on <laughs> the SmackDown coming up. But it doesn't matter because he's good in the ring. And <laughs> that's at least something I'm enjoying about wrestling right now is that it, good in-ring workers are getting pushed. And the crowd's appreciating it. So Antonio oh. Cesaro, will, I think I'm making a prediction right now. He will be among the last three in the elimination chamber. It will be him, yep. Brian, and Orton. I can see that. Well, well, I don't know. Cena's in that match too. I think Cena goes out early, man. Really? Cena's not getting a push. Yeah, Cena's not getting pushed. No, no, no. They can't. They can't do that because to them, Cena is like more fucking resilient than a cockroach. Like, <laughs> fucking the commentators are falling all over themselves every he, match to talk about how resilient he is. There's no way he's out early because then they can't talk about how resilient he is. He Cena can lose. Sucks. Cena sucks, but he's a company man and he'll put guys over. And he knows that if if the company should be smart enough to have Cesaro, Wyatt, I mean, Brian, <laughs> I hate Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. He's totally off. Cesaro, Brian and Orton are the last three. You build those two guys up. You those two guys will get a super push. And not that Daniel Bryan needs it, but you have two new stars built. Cena can Cena can 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 move forward as being one of the first to eliminate it and still have you know be relevant. You know he doesn't need it. Those other guys could really use the push, and I think so, he's smart enough to understand that. So number one out is Christian, and number two out is Cena. No, who's the fifth guy? Just someone else we're forgetting. Oh, Sheamus. No. Yeah. Sheamus. <laughs> so, so. It might be like he and Christian get pinned simultaneously. I was going to say, is it going to be like one of those dusty finish things that Dusty Rhodes is famous for when he was a booker where you have, you know, like two guys pin each other at the same time? You got two refs out there calling two different things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Those, put, take it to the bank. One, two, Christian <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, Cesaro was the guy I was talking about. I, I would like to put him on this list, but uh, I can't find a way to do it, unfortunately. He's he's definitely my honorable mention, though. Uh, number two for me, uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, because even though he didn't wrestle on Raw, he still found a way to get involved. And he could he could not even be at... Okay, I'm going to the the Raw in Green Bay here on the 24th. He could not be at that Raw and still be the most over-superstar of that Raw. Okay, maybe not that one specifically. Uh, which, uh, is it too early to talk about that Raw? What Raw? The Raw on February 24th. The one that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, 
Sure. I mean, you can... <laughs> all right well uh just real quick like i said i'm going to that raw and at first i was just like yeah i'm getting super shitty seats and i'm gonna go see this raw because i've never been to raw and i don't care if it's if the main event is you know zach Ryder, santino morella i will be excited to just be at raw is the lovely Alyssa going with you she is and like you've said she is a saint To, to not only let me watch this at home, but to uh, to attend a live uh, four hour event with me. Oof, that's that's going to be a yeah. It's going to be a test of the old love right there. <laughs> yeah, when so... you're sitting behind some three fifty pound. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I'm worried three about. Three necks. Well, I hope I hope Kingston has a match because she's a she's a Kofi fan. Oh, I love the Kofi. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> love the Kofi. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, uh, like I was saying. We're gonna be we're gonna be at that raw, and I was excited no matter what the matches were. Uh, and then I find out that uh, the rumor is, and they're pretty sure this is what's actually gonna happen. Undertaker's gonna be there, and Hulk Hogan's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Hogan's supposed to be there. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels, and you know, all for the WWE Network because it's coming out that night after the show, and. I'm super excited for that. And then I read somewhere that it's possible that Sting could be there, but I really doubt that. I mean, that'd be cool, you know, long as they're not on the mic too long. But yeah. that, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome to see those guys. Yeah, if just... they all just show up for 20 minutes and just hawk the WWE Network, I'm going to be pissed. But, you know, if they show up, you know, take a lap, maybe, you know. Get some cheap, get a pop, yeah. and get out. Maybe, maybe saw... Taker doesn't have a match, but he, you know, punches somebody in the mouth. That'd be nice. Maybe they set up Hogan Taker. For, Hogan uh, Hogan hasn't been cleared to wrestle by by any doctor on the planet, so. Okay, so maybe not. Yeah, but, I don't think so. But just maybe, you know, I, I just don't want to see Hogan, you know, coming out forty minutes and hand signaling and leg drop. I just I can't stand Hogan. But <laughs> just something quick and get him out. Yeah. Shawn Michaels too, you know, like like. I love Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I do too, but these guys had the yeah. time, you know. These yeah. young guys, I like the new guys. I want to, I want these guys to develop. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see them, but I don't need to see them for an hour of the three-hour show and then the hour dark time beforehand. Um, okay, so enough about that. I guess we'll talk about that more after I actually go to it. Um, but let's finish up the power rankings. Let's see. Did I did my number two? Did you do yours? No, number two, Roman Reigns, <laughs> holding steady. As you put in parentheses for your people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, the guy, he's the next big thing at the WrestleMania. Watch him blow. Uh, watch it. He'll probably get a chance to be in a SummerSlam main event. Or uh, one of the big Survivor Survivor. Wait, no, Survivor Series is after that. When the hell is Survivor Series now? Still uh, November? It... Like October? Yeah. So, yeah, he'll probably be in a SummerSlam main event. Uh, he's going to get a big push. He's just biding his time right now. They already got him an interesting storyline. They're going to transition him to another good storyline. Uh, it's nice to be Roman Reigns right now. You know, it's pretty. You know, Diesel. That was weird. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I've never used the word pretty to describe another man, so that was weird. I'm, I'm confident in my man. I like to say another man is pretty. All right. Uh, so then my oh, number one, like, like, oh. <laughs> that, that would have been weird. Yeah. All right. 
So let's just plow through that. Yep. Let's just move on. Uh, so the, the let's plow through the veiled homoerotica uh, and move on to my. We number watch. One. <laughs> we watch wrestling. There can be no homoerotica. <laughs> All right, my number one. Drum roll. Not really. It's the Shield still. Uh, they were number one for me last week. Uh, they're still a Shield. They've still got a great feud building with the Wyatts. Uh, and even when, like, their feud stuff isn't directly happening, like when they had, you know, the the Ambrose-Henry uh, match, or even their promo before that uh, where the, the challenge was actually announced, uh, even that stuff's still really good, and I just, I can't help but have them at number one. Uh, number one is uh, Dan Bryan. Uh, he's the only superstar that can do anything and do nothing and be great. So, you know. When you're that the guy, you know you, you can't be nowhere but one. Just to be honest with this is something I mean, just be unbiased with it. He's at the Tyrus wrestler going right now. No, he's banging a Bella twin. <laughs> Nikki, I think the one that lost. The one that doesn't seem like a gold digger. The... <laughs> All right, uh, think we're think we're good here. Yeah. For a real episode two. I think in my heart in my heart will always be the third one. <laughs> we we had our own little special private episode, Daniel. Nobody got to experience it but us. And it's getting weirder. Yep. Okay. All right. right. So Roman Reigns was pretty. Now we're having special <laughs> episodes just for me and you. <laughs> All right, so we are the wrestling id. You can check us out on the sports id website, uh the sportsid.net. Uh, the Sports Data also does a football podcast, which we are going to start uh, spacing out more now that the season's over, uh, obviously. Baseball coming up soon now that spring training has technically started because pitchers and catchers Yeah, are what's up? Are we doing this, uh, you know, this baseball podcast? I'm ready, man. I'm ready yeah. to be an egotistical Yankee fan <laughs> of poo-poo on every oh. other team in the league. Oh, yeah. God bless America. Oh. God bless the Yankees. Oh. And God bless Derek Jeter. Okay, so if you want to hear uh, me and uh, my friend uh, Andy uh, defend every other team in the league, uh, mostly the Twins and Brewers, though, and, <laughs> and, and hate on the Yankees, uh, you can check that out. That'll be coming out soon on the Sports Id. Um, yeah, Daniel, whenever I get a hold of Andy to record a first episode, we will be ready to go with that. Um, you can check Andy, out... Andy, get your shit together. Let's go. <laughs> he works like... A, a big boy real job so i kind of i kind of give him you know a little a little leeway with that he he teaches a damn <laughs> all right all right um so yeah keep an eye out for that on the sportsid.net uh, also check out the uh the uh the I, I never know what to call this the the sister site the sister blog the, yeah the sister site uh on the id network the cinema id uh, that's run by Cody. There's many good writers over there, and they also have a podcast uh, that Ian and Cody do called uh, TCI with CT and I. And you can find all of their stuff over at thecinemaid.net. And I definitely recommend checking that out. I have found a couple of great movies to watch uh, based on their reviews and their discussions on the podcast. And also this week on their podcast, they're going to have. Special guest Matthew Mananen from the Underground West. He's the one that picked their movies this week. Uh, you may remember that name. He does our opening music uh, every week. 
well, he recorded it once and we play it every week. Uh, but he also does the music over at uh, the Cinema Id. Those are all on his albums, which you can find on the undergroundwest.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's it's pay what you want, so you know help him out. But if you can't afford a lot, you can get them for cheap and get his awesome tunes. So make sure you check that out. Donate something, you cheap bastards. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, the wrestling id. I'm the smartass Drew Plateau, and I'm the BMF, the DTA, <laughs> Daniel Johnson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>